sad girl calling, come my children know. Hear the sound of the sad girl calling, come my children home. In the sweet ambrosial hour, Simran Bajandu. Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Kirpal Singh loves you. Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Ajayb Singh loves you. Hear the sound of the sad girl calling, come my children home. Hear the sound of the sad girl calling, come my children home. In the sweet ambrosial hour, Simran Bhajan Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Kirpal Singh loves you. Keep your mind in sweet remembrance, Ajayb Singh loves you. special memories for a lot of us in particular who were here in 1977 when Sanchi was here at Yellow Point. And uh, especially that last song and the, the song before it, um, people would come by with little lanterns at 3 o'clock in the morning and be waking everyone up to go and meditate with, uh, with those songs. And there was a, there's a few of us with this wonderfully large group who were, who were initiated here by Master in 77, I being one, and uh, I know we've got Reed and several others. This, uh, this spiritual was requested, and it's going to do a couple of verses from this. Mm-hmm. 
That's for Norma. That's right. I'm just going to end off with a, a short song that Steve requested. Um, this is a song that I wrote when um, I first found out that Sanchi left the body. of God and made me rejoice 
look of wondrous mystery Your power, your majesty Oh, Sanchi, thank you For letting me spend some time with you I wanted nothing else to do Than to be with you And now I long for your darshan But I understand Waiting in your radiant form Waiting for us in your radiant form In your radiant form In your radiant form In your radiant form Waiting for us in your radiant form I met John in 1974. I was a pastry baker for Lifestream Natural Foods. I wasn't initiated at the time. I was hired by them. And I walked into this bakery in North Vancouver, and everybody was an initiate. And there was curveball pictures all over the place, and a couple guys were wearing turbans. And I, I thought, well, what, what am I getting into here? But I... I had just come back to India because I was actually traveling in India on my own. And I'd gone to a number of places where Kirpal had been. And I'd found out later that I'd just missed him a number of times. Yeah, but that was the way it had to be. So anyway, um, I was looking for a packager to help package some of the things. And and I hired Monique, who later on became my wife. And uh, the place was in total disarray. Uh, it was it was not run very well, and they'd hired Aaron had just hired a new manager, which was John. And um, Monique didn't know that at the time. And uh, John and I were in the office, and Monique came in and said, "You know, this place is a complete mess. <laughs> Who's running this place? Who's the manager? It should be fired." <laughs> John turned around and said, "I am the manager." <laughs> oh, hi, John. So that's how. Um, we met John, so we worked. So I've known him since 1974. Went a long time. That's the little innuendo story. Um, well, while we're waiting to see, the, I'll tell you another story that happened with with myself. Uh, I came, when I came back from India, I, I had grown my hair long, and so I had a long beard, and I, and I put my I used to wear my hair up in a bun on top, so I looked like I was Sikh, but I wasn't, of course. And I was, I was delivering bread to um, the Mother Nature's restaurant on 4th Avenue. And uh, Chaiji was there, Aaron and Ratna's mother, in the back cooking. Never met me before. And I came in with the bread trays. And she looked at me and said, she had very broken English. She said, are you Sikh? And I said, no, I feel fine. <laughs> So we, we became good friends later on, and Monique worked with her for years and years. She was a great lady, but that was our introduction. <laughs> Hi, my name is George, those of you who don't know. I was going to share this story last year, 
but we didn't have time. So it's the story is partly about uh, how Mimi and I came on a path, but it's mostly about how things came full circle circle for us. Going back to 1976, I was uh, working in Toronto. We were already married. And um, I was, Mimi and I were both at university, and I was working summer job on a survey crew, and I had two fellows helping me. And one of them, uh, his name is Brian Asaf. Some of you may know him. And um, we were always three, uh, three of us working together. And then one day, one of the other fellow, I believe his name was Larry, got ill. So it was just Brian and me. And we got a new job to do. We were supposed to go to McMaster University and lay out track for, for, uh, for the for the runners where, where they're supposed to start. And uh, Brian, we were in a restaurant, Brian opened his wallet, and there was a master's picture, Master Kerbal's picture. So I started asking him some questions, and then eventually he told me quite a bit about Master Kerbal, and I said, uh, uh, and uh, how did you meet this master? And he said, well... What happened was I went to the library. I, Brian is a painter. He paints houses inside and outside. And um, he said I didn't have much work. So I went to a library. I found this book, Master Kerpal's book. So I took it home. I read it. I showed it to my wife. And then a few months later, there was an ad in the paper that Master Kerpal was coming to Toronto but somehow we missed it, so he ended up going to Chicago, and I think they got initiated in Chicago. Anyway, so make the long story short, he gave us a book, we read it, and then we ended up getting in- initiated in St. Bani Ashram, 1977. Footnote to this is that Brian is a house painter, and he painted houses before he went into surveying. He surveyed for about six months, and then he went back to painting houses and never surveyed again. So, fast forward, uh, 2009, we're going to uh, Nanaimo last year on a ferry, uh, our family. Uh, And um, speaking of John McIntosh, John McIntosh walks by, and uh, we just said hi. John lives in Langley, but we, don't, we never talked much. I know who he is, but we just said hi. So we happened to have some time on the ferry. So we started talking. And I said to John, you know, we used to live in Toronto. He said, well, I used to live in Toronto. And then he said, I used to live in Penticton and worked in Frederick's restaurant. And I said, well friend of mine, Brian Asaf, he used to uh, work in Frederick's restaurant in Penticton too. And he said, oh yeah, I know, I know Brian. 
And I said, and then we started talking, and I said, you know, I have to tell you the story, how I got initiated. And then I said, and uh, and then Brian, interestingly enough, he he went into a library and found a Kripal's book, and that's how he found out about Master Kripal. And he said, do you know who put that book in that library? <laughs> I did. So that things came for me, the full, full circle. Just beautiful. Thank you. My name is Rajinder. <laughs> My nickname is Bablu. Krishan Walia. Sanji, Sanji gave him his name. So he is the special child. <laughs> In our family, we are so blessed. Sanji gave names to almost everybody. And my name, my name in in my generation, my all the brothers and their names were they were named by Master Kripal. Yeah, yeah. So there is yeah there is stories about that like when when uh, when Papu was born, you know, he was a small small kid. So so the Papu's name uh, was named by Master Kripal. <laughs> There's a story about me that I'm told that I I was young and then I climbed up the stairs and this stair was missing this uh, rung, one of the one of the steps, you know. So I climbed up despite that and then they asked me that how did I get up there and I said, uh, Master brought me up here. <laughs> Roshan is my son. Roshan Ro- Roshan is also very fortunate. Uh, Sanji. When when we went to Bombay in '96, you might have seen in children's darshan, Sanji uh, made him. Sanji asked him if he knew how to play tabla because some of the other children in the family they were going to Khalsa school, a Sikh school in Vancouver, so they were learning to play tabla. And Roshan was too young to go to school, so he asked him, you know, how to play tabla. And then he played tabla like this. He sat you know, on in, on his knees, on Sanji's knees. And then when Sanji praised him, then he started playing more <laughs> aggressively. So it's in the video, so we show him. He, he had forgotten, but we show him. And uh, Sanji gave him his name, and I, I heard that he named him uh, when uh, Sanji was doing satsang in Rotak. So he said, okay, we are in Rotak, so let's see <laughs> what's with Ro. So he said, Roshan. Roshan means uh, uh, bright. So he said, well, you will make your parents' name bright. When Sanji came to our home, first time the, the tour was uh, cancelled, you know. He, he was there for three weeks or a month. And uh, we we had no idea. Like, we were, we were children, we had no idea what is Santmat, what is spirituality. All we knew was that our parents went to satsang one day a week and, and uh, that we are supposed to be vegetarian and uh, and that's it. And, and our parents were so clever that uh, they hardly meditated in front of us. So they were always meditating when we were asleep. So we never saw them. So it was not too much talked about in our home, you know, at least while as much as I can remember, I was the youngest one. But when Sanji came and he stayed in our home and uh, I saw him, like he would sit in the room and 
my father and mother, he would, uh, they would go there and then Sanjay would talk like at a stretch for two hours, three hours, remembering Master Kripal, telling his stories and uh, sometimes crying while he was telling the stories. And uh, once in a while, I'll join him. And then to which he would say, well, this kid, you know. <laughs> I cannot forget and like how much, and this is what I was talking to Judy earlier today, that how much love Sanji had for Master Kirpal. And that he wanted somebody to share that love. That he, he would take my parents and sit with them and remember him for so long, like you can only talk about somebody so long because if you have those stories fresh in your mind, you know, and, and he did that. And so all these, when we listen to his satsangs and then we listen to Master Kripal's satsangs and same stories, you will see the same story, Sanji's version and Master Kripal's version and, and uh, mostly he, they tell the same way. And, and like every example they used, everything is so much strikingly similar that, that you wonder how much time Sanji got to spend with Master Kripal, that everything has to match word by word. Like this is not something worldly. And we know from what Sanji said that he didn't get much time with Master Kripal. And there are so many satsangs, so many stories. They were, this, they were the same same power and they had this divine connection which is beyond our understanding. So when you listen to their satsangs and you compare, well, they were the same, same, same power. Uncle Jay is Pritam Lal. He, he is the man you see in, in the Bombay satsangs. He's adjusting the mic, so he, he did a lot of seva for Sanji. Yeah, so he is a Master Kripal's initiate. He, he, he tells us many stories of Master Kripal. Can you hear Baba Ji's story, Uncle Ji? Can you hear your story from My brother and sister, I love Sant Kripal Singh and Santa Jayab Singh. ज्यादा प्यार मिला उनसे और उनके चरणों में जो प्यार मिला बहुत ज्यादा क्योंकि गुरु जो होता है वो देने के लिए ही आता है और जो लेने चाहते हैं वो उनको देते भी हैं ये नहीं है कि देते नहीं है हम लेने के लिए तैयार नहीं होते वी गॉट अ लॉट ऑफ लव फ्रॉम संजी एंड मास्टर कृपाल because masters come in this world only to give love and uh, they only come here to give love but we people are not ready to receive love kyunki maharaj ji ke charnon mein aur baba ji ke charnon mein kafi mauka mila unke charnon mein baithne ka to kai aisi baatein bhi hoti thi jo ke matlab us sangat ne batana theek bhi nahi hota kyunki wo jo guru power hoti hai wo ek ऐसी होती है कि वो जिसको देना चाहते हैं वो एक बड़ी अनोखी चीज होती है देने के लिए आई गॉट अ लॉट ऑफ ओकेजंस टू सिट एट द फीट ऑफ संजी एंड मास्टर कृपाल एंड देयर आर सो मेनी इंस्टेंसेस बट नॉट एवरी इंस्टेंस इज टू बी शेयर्ड सम सम थिंग्स आर ओनली फॉर द रिसिपिएंट 
जो बाबा जी ने इतनी दया करके जो हमसे जो सेवा लेनी थी हम सब जितने भी हैं बगा फैमिली है या हमारी फैमिली है तो उनके चरणों में जो हमें प्यार मिला वो एक बहुत ज़्यादा प्यार मिला और हम सब ने मिलकर बाबा जी का बहुत प्यार आनंद माना और जो सेवा हमको मिली वो हमने सबने श्रद्धा से की so all of us got a lot of uh, opportunity to do seva in the master's feet and got a lot of love it was his grace and uh, that we were able to do the seva with sincerity koi story to suna da na koi sab storyan ye story to ye hoti hai ke agar हमारे लोगों की तो कई ऐसी चीज चीजें होती हैं जो गुरु ऐसे दे जाता है कि वो बताना बहुत मुश्किल होता है मगर जो स्टोरी जो होती है वो उनके मुख से ही सुनी जाए तो वो ज्यादा अच्छा है और जो कटवाल बाबा जी के कुटपाल महाराज जी के चरणों में जो हम रहे तो एक बार मैं सुना ही देता हूँ मुझे नाम जो है महाराज जी कृपाल सिंह से 1963 में मिला और उनके टाइम में भी जब मानव केंद्र बन रहा था तो वहां भी सेवा का काफी मौका मिला तो एक बार क्या हुआ कि जैसे सेवा हो रही थी सारी तो महाराज जैसे सब घूमते रहते थे तो हम सरोवर की सेवा कर रहे थे तो महाराज जी उधर आए और कहने लगे भी इससे आगे जाके खुदाई नहीं करनी है तो हम लोगों को तो ऐसा कुछ पता नहीं होता था कि भी कैसे क्या करना है वो तो करवाने वाले की मौज थी तो जैसे वो कह कह के गए कि महाराज जी कृपाल सिंह जी के यहाँ से आगे खुदाई नहीं करना तो वो जैसे थोड़ी दूर गए तो वो जितना वो था ना एक हमारा रिश्तेदार था उसकी मिट्टी के नीचे दब गया और हम सब भागे शोर मच गया निकाला उसको ठीक ठाक था तो मारी कहने लगा कि ते तेरे कर्म बहुत मतलब सख्त कर्म थे जो तेरा इतने में भुगतान हो गया तो इन 1963 आई गॉट इनिशिएशन फ्रॉम मास्टर कृपाल एंड वी गॉट अ चांस टू डू सेवा इन मानव केंद्र एंड मानव केंद्र वेयर दे वर बिल्डिंग द सत्संग हॉल एंड द होल कॉम्प्लेक्स सो देयर वी वर हेल्पिंग विद डिगिंग द लैंड and master kripal said dig this area but do not dig farther so over there one of my relative he he got buried under the soil there but he was saved so he was saved by master grace and and uh, master then told him that it's your good karma that you got saved today well It's 33 years back that Sanjeev came here, and it's because of that that I am here. But not only that, everybody of us is here because of him being here, and that is so because he touched our lives. we may not realize it but he touched our lives very deeply
Some people may have direct experience. They're very fortunate. But others whose lives have been touched and the sparkle of love is in their heart, they are also very fortunate. And uh, I'm saying this because this world cannot give anything like that. It can give us food, it can give us shelter, it can give us clothing, it can give us education. And all the things for physical and mental players, but it cannot give what we call now. I had a, I had an occasion because my life has been mostly with the education, studying all the way coming from a very simple background, getting primary school, middle school, high school, then university engineering, then going to America, another university, which I never thought of as a child. And uh, then knowing what world can give in terms of education, and myself giving that education, and knowing what the uh, sciences are all about. But when I saw the foundation of knowledge, I see how fundamentally these two aspects are different. These two means all mental knowledge that the university, that our society, any society in the world gives, and what master gives. Because that knowledge, the, what the master gives, is absolutely not available by any effort mentally, any level of education, in any direction, whether it is engineering, medical, whether it's biological, whether it's physical sciences, whether it's one theory or the other. They cannot give it. And this is my personal experience. And as I see this, I feel how fortunate we are are seeing individually how fortunate I am. And how great has been or is our master. I, we came, my wife and myself, we came to the path when Sant Baba Kitpal Singh was in body. And we want to get initiation from him that was in 1973. He had already been to North America, to Vancouver, to other places. So last day of our satsang, we came to know that was in September, early September, that he left his body in August. We went then. I was on sabbatical leave from the university. We went to Poland, stayed there six months. We didn't know what to do. And then we went to India. But all this time he took care. And we went to places, for example, we didn't know uh, what was going on in terms of uh, master's work. 
and by chance. And that's very interesting how he took care of us. Uh, we, our children had to go to school in Missouri, which is very close to Dehradun. And so after giving, leaving children at school, we came back to Dehradun, and it was evening time, and we uh, went to Manukendra because we had heard about Manukendra. And there we were standing. It's a, it's a huge structure. You see outside is all uh, iron bars, and uh, we didn't know where to enter. And as we were standing on the other side of the road, it's the daily road, main road coming, and wondering what to do now. Uh, there are two young people coming on the bicycles. Seeing us, they stopped. And one of them comes to us, and he asked the question, are you, have you come to see Manukendra? And actually, we said, yes. And he says, I am master's representative to receive the foreign guests. <laughs> you see, how he took care. This is one simple, but every step of our going and coming back for the years to leave, going to Delhi in all the, you know, in, let's say, Savan Ashram, where we were, and over there, there was a function going on, Taiji we met, and she treated us as we, as, uh, we have been with them all the time, very warmly, very lovingly. So, uh, as was pointed out in the satsang, what Master gives, he truly gives. And even though we were far away, we were only attending his satsang. We did not get the initiation. But in a way, if I can say, we were under his protection. And then, when we came over here, we heard about Sanji. And when Sanji came here for the first time to North America, we came over here, and outside he sat and uh, gave a silent satsang. That was darshan. And you know, I come from a background of a Sikh family, and my father always said, gee, happy to have your darshan. And so me, darshan was a common word, but when I realized sitting, then I realized the profound meaning of what darshan means in terms of the master and disciple relationship. And when I attended the satsang for the first time, and when I saw Papuji translating it, uh, you see, as I said, I have been with education all the time. And when I heard him translating it with such a nice English, but more important, Gurbani is a very difficult subject for a person who doesn't, who doesn't read it. Only now, in the, coming in the company of the Sadhgurus, uh, of the master that I have been able to understand what, what this all is about. And that, that was my problem. Even though I knew as a child I could recite Barney, but I didn't understand what it is. And that was my difficulty of the situation. But anyways, translating, seeing him translate, I was surprised. And then I realized, and still it is a wonder to me, but still I realized that it is all master's grace. And this aspect, you may say it one way or the other, but to me, who has spent lifetime to have a certain limited part of education, it is a wonder of wonders. 
they don't go by our standards of education. They don't go by our procedures. They give it. They give it. And if you can take it, you take it. They don't ask it back. <laughs> you see? This, 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 this is not this worldly. And then you know, you get it. You get it even though you don't deserve it. You know you don't deserve it. You see? Even now I feel... You see, when I pray and look to him, how gracious he is. He is giving to the most undeserving one, as was pointed out in the satsang today. And I may be one of the most undeserving ones, and still he gave me. It was his grace. And then he came to us in Calgary. When I requested for coming to Calgary, I requested in a simple form, in the sense that we ask um, people whom you know, oh, you come to our house, in that casual way. But he came. He wrote us a letter. He will come, and he came. It was 1980. When he came over here, it was from Calgary that he came here in Nanaimo, second time. It was in the city of Nanaimo. So that was the background. And, and he came, and he was so gracious, and gave his satsang over there, and how the masters are, the one coming to my mind, I may share with you. Because at that time, he was coming for the first time, I was associated with the Sikh temple, Gurdwara. And so I said it will be appropriate, if it could be possible that Sanji could give satsang in the Gurdwara so that people could get advantage of it. But I felt I must get permission from the committee of the Gurdwara, and then I should get permission from our satsang, and then I should get permission from Sanji. And if all agree, then it will be okay for us to have a satsang over there. So I proceeded with that program in my mind. I first asked the uh, committee in the Gurdwara whether Sanji, you would like for him to have, give a satsang. They agreed, and then I asked uh, dear satsangis in our uh, satsang. They agreed. And then I had a, there was a conference at that time uh, uh, in Mexico. So I had a chance to go there. On my way back, I stopped in Houston, Texas. And that is where Sanji was giving satsang. So then I went. I had a dishon. He was still in the car. And... Uh, I greeted him, and then uh, I knew that he's coming. He knew, but I said, well, that is what we are arranging in the Gurdwara, uh, your satsang. He would not look at it. <laughs> he, he turned. He was silent, but he didn't say yes to it. All right. Then Russell Perkins was there. I talked to him, and he pointed out. I said, well, how to give the information to other people that he's coming? He pointed out to him, he was sitting in his room, and he said, he does not allow any advertisement. You can tell people verbally, and that's it. And second about the Gurdwara, I, he said, that's okay, you can have it in your house in the basement. And Sanji pointed out later on, will I go over there and talk to the walls? They will say, and there's a saint who came 
but they will not get anything out of it. He knows. He knew everything. And so I silently agreed. And it came out to be true very much in the sense the stories I, you know, coming. For example, he gave the satsang, very beautiful satsang. And because some of the people were from the Gurdwara as well as from the university, there were people. So it was a full house in a way, uh, in the basement of that house. And uh, after the satsang, we went up and uh, he gave personal interview. But in that per personal interview, I introduced a few people, two, three people I introduced that such and such person, he's had this background. And one, second, I realized that where I finished, he, he ignored completely. He started something different. Mm -hmm. And third person I introduced, and I realized, no, he doesn't need any introduction. After that, I'll send people without, without any. You see, the, these may be minor things for, for me. It was very, in a way, that how does he know everything? You see? And he knows everything about any of us. He knew. This is why he was able to give. He knew what we need. So that was entirely his grace that he gave the satsang and he gave the interview. After the interview, uh, one person who was really a good friend of mine and uh, he begin to talk about the meat eating. And he said, well, you see, we should, uh, we are used to meeting. He's a sick, Gurdwara going person. And then he said, then well, look at people in the north. They eat meat. And uh, so Sanjeev was very simple. And he finished the talk. He said, well, uh, those people are destined to be there. It's then their karma to live in that north. And they have to have fish. They have to have other things. You are not that. You can do... And he didn't tell him that. But he told me that when we were going to the airport on the way, he himself started. Look, Mansa Singh, your friend. <laughs> he said, your friend. <laughs> he was sitting, he was telling me about the meat. And he said, those people in the north have to eat meat. I told him that it is in their karma. But you don't have to. You can leave meat. There's no reason for you to. And then he was sitting one way. And then he said, his wife was sitting with her back towards me. What could I do? I could not help them. You see, there it was that those people in whose destiny it is not to get benefit of the master. They don't. And the same person came when Sanji came in 1992 at ANK. I mean, Kripal, the farm. That's the name of the farm when he came over there. And he talked to me very briefly, but he began to talk to others, asking, whose farm is this? And I wondered, I said, what does it matter? At this time, Master is here. If it's in your karma, you go and see him. But he didn't ask. He did uh, attend his satsang, but he went away. So the, the moral of this story is that those in whose destiny it is to come to a perfect master, only they can come. 
And this gift, as I said before, it's a unique gift, unique gift. And only, if I can say, only unique people who are destined to come to the master, only they can get that. This has been so in history. Sanji has always said, I'm not saying anything new to you. This knowledge has been there all along since the beginning of And it is there now. And in future, nobody can change it. I'm not changing anything in it. It's as it is. So it is that law eternal which is coming. And I say it quite often that the ancient people had this knowledge. We know when we go to the background, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, as St. Baba Kripal Singh, he, he was quoted and saying that uh, uh, he quoted it without any notes. <laughs> St. Kripal Singh doesn't need any note. He, he knows Jesus Christ. He can see him. He can talk to him. <laughs> so he knows what he has said. And what surprised me was, I came across a Punjabi satsang that Sant Baba Kripal Singh gave in a village in Punjab. And all that was, whole satsang, was on the teachings of Jesus Christ, on the Bible. And all the attendant people who were attending that satsang, they were from the village. They were all six, are Hindus. But none of them Christian. And when he closed the satsang, at the end said, now this is what Jesus Christ has said. And you should follow these teachings of love. And I was surprised that here it's the master talking to the people in Punjab whose background is sick. And he can talk about Guru Granth Sahib because voluminous work as a young person he wrote in Lahore in about 1938, 39, you see, Gurmat two volumes, each about a thousand pages, 900 pages, quotations from all different sources of saints. And mere memory, one cannot do that. And it was under the, under the uh, umbrella of uh, San Baba Savan Singh. That saint who came to us in astral form, and who's coming over here, we celebrated yesterday, reading his letters. Wonderful, wonderful. And then came Sanbhava Kripal Singh in physical body. And then I say, Kripal came to us in the form of Sanji and gave us the benefit of his presence. He gave us the gift of Nam. He gave the gift of satsang. And it is his satsang, it is his gift. I say, when I look to his gifts, uh, he has given this little book of bhajans. It has brought us together. Those bhajans are wonderful, beautiful bhajans. And they, are bhaj- they, they speak of his heart. And when I look to them, they, they get deep into my heart. They, they, they are direct. This is why when we read it, even though we may not understand it, this is the profoundest teachings. This is profoundest satsang. And, and I, I was talking to somebody. I said, Guru Granth Sahib is there. It contains the writings of other saints. And they can be sung as bhajans. So Guru Granth Sahib is a big bhajan book. And he has given us 
a bhajan book in a small form, and there are bhajans out of Guru Granth Sahib in that too. Guru Arjan Dev's bhajan, we sang it today here. And so this is a very, very profound gift which keeps us together, which keeps us satsang going. We all sing together, we become together. And then his gift of uh, books and his book, his gift of Anurag Sagar, Kabir's Anurag Sagar. He, you know, outwardly, Sanji doesn't know English. And he made use of his disciples, that is, Papuji, and then our principal of the college at uh, uh, yes, uh, at Sunbani Ashram, New Hampshire, and uh, Russell Perkinji. And when it was just com partly completed at least, and we went to Sanjeev's Ashram, and Papu was driving. So I began to talk to Papu. I said, how did you do that? Because I know the Hindi itself is very difficult. And an ordinary person, even like Papu, he would not know that Hindi. Because I gave to a very, in, very knowledgeable person, and he returned me after three, four days. He said, no, I don't understand. He knew Hindi, but he didn't understand the book. And then he said, Sanji told me, sit down like a satsang, and then he will come, the principal will come uh, from New Hampshire, and he will help you. And he doesn't know Hindi. He knows only English. <laughs> and then they brought out the book. And then there were notes written. Notes were about Indian culture, Indian civilization. And they were written by Russell Perkins. And I read that, I was surprised because they, in order to write those notes, one has to spend a lifetime to get a PhD in Indian philosophy to be able to write that. This is scholarly work. <laughs> and, and I know Russell is, he doesn't have specialization in that knowledge. So I asked Russell, how did you get that? He said, it's all master's grace. He told the background. And, and I realized that yes, so it is all the same story. And he gave that gift of that beautiful work. And I tell people that, look here, all the world knows, most of the people who have known about India in the Hindu religion a little bit, they know Gita. Gita is the dialogue between Lord Krishna and his disciple Arjuna. And it's a beautiful dialogue. It's meaningful. But when we see this in Rag Sagar, it's also dialogue. Dialogue between Pagat Kabir and his disciple. And that dialogue is very profound in the sense because it talks of creation, how this creation came into being, how the human being came into being, how the soul came from, and how it, it has been happening at all higher level. That is his gift, that is Sanji gave, that gift. So the dialogue between Pagat uh, Kabir uh, and disciple Tarmadas is, is one of the profoundest works in the spiritual world and that Sanji gave us the gift and translated into English. And I had never known in even Hindi. But 
So all levels, all levels, he helped us. And he's still helping because the, the, these gifts he gave us are enduring. Gift of Naam, gift of Bhajan book, gift of Satsang. These are his gifts. And if we stay close to these gifts, these gifts, his, his love becomes more manifest in us and we begin to practice it with our being, our dear ones, our satsangis, and we went to use it in the other dear ones. So I have already taken too much time and I want to thank you all. Okay. Well, um, I was sort of enlisted into this storytelling thing. After, after the two stories we had, it's this hard act to follow. Uh, not that I'm trying to fo- have an act, particularly. <laughs> For me, this path has been um, really, really hard. Really hard. Uh, I never wanted to be on this path. I've done everything I could not to be on this path. <laughs> I continue to do everything I can not to be on this path. Trying to hide out on a little island. You can't get away from this path. It just follows you everywhere, every turn. I, a couple of years ago, there was a, a satsang where it said that if the master really loved you, he would give you three gifts. One would be a neth, a deer, you know, a physical condition that would bring you to death. Uh, the second one would be, you know, public scorn. And I forget the third one now. Poverty. 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 Or I guess that would be kind of like detachment. Well, he's blessed me with every, all of those. I'm not going to go into the public scorn one. I, I ended up in Canada because um, the great love of Nina, Nina's love for Kripal, as we all know, was amazing love. And it was so apt to hear Russell talk about how through the love of another person or the great love of an initiate, how it can affect so many people. And of course, for me, um, Nina's in my heart every moment. And I feel like I'm just an extension of her love and her love for Kripal. I know Kripal told her one time when she, she lived um, over the, near a mountain that was called Hunger Mountain and at Wawasiki in Vermont. And she, Kripal looked at the mountain and said, what's, what's the name of that mountain? And she, he, she said, well, that's Hunger Mountain. And he looked at her and he said, feed it. <laughs> and I think that uh, I feel like I was part of that feeding the mountain and constantly feeding the mountain. So my story is just that I came to Canada. Part of coming to Canada was uh, giving up all my property, giving up everything, uh, leaving my family, basically actually changing my name. Uh, My name was actually Tad Jordan, which sounds so odd to me when I say it now, versus Willow Walker. Sounds much better, Willow Walker. It's got that alliteration in it. And um, though it did start to change before I came here, uh, the Willow started, and it actually turned it out. It actually was ended up being Willow G, but Willow for sh- short for Willow G. I tried to be my name exactly was William Frederick William, and I tried to get the name Will, Will 
uh, but it didn't stick. It ended up being willow gene. Um, the, after um, Sanchi left the body, um, I went to, um, I forget what he was coming, Ab Abbotsford, right? And in Abbotsford, there was all this paraphernalia that had been uh, assembled because of uh, it was going to be a large group that came, and not that large a group showed up, actually, because he uh, didn't come to Abbotsford. And there's a lot of these little key chains. So today I was sitting over there next to the little key um, change pictures. And, uh, and that was where I got one of those little keychain pictures. And I put it on my keychain. And I've been living in Canada now for a while, um, basically illegally. Um, and I decided, well, I better, if I'm going to stay here, I better get, um, uh, become here legally. So I filled out all the application forms. And I've been living uh, with my dear wife, um, Fiona, who was a great support to me. And finally, it came to my interview time. And I go in for the interview, and the, the name of the person that was going to interview me was some kind of Chinese name. So I came into this little room, and this uh, lovely Sikh man was there. He obviously wasn't Chinese. And I sat down, he looked through my, through my um, papers and says, well, you've lied on these papers. I said, I have? I mean, I really, really didn't know that I had lied on these papers. But I, it really wasn't a lie, I think, because I was not a conscious thing. But I had, I hadn't, I had these uh, fingerprints from the FBI that I didn't know I even had that said I had been arrested. I never knew I had been arrested. I actually had never, was never arrested. But anyways, it's on my record that I was arrested. So if I wanted to be in Canada, I had to actually get this special dispensation. It was a, you had to fill out this form to give you amnesty. So I'm sitting in the room, and of course, that's it. They find something like that on your, on your, um, on your form, you're out. But this lovely gentleman says to me, well, um, I'm going to pretend you never came in this room. I'm going to meet you around out front. So I go around front. He comes around and says, hi, how are you today? I says, oh, great. He says, so you want to, get a, you want to um, fill out a form for amnesty? And I says, okay. So he has me fill this big form out. Because this arrest thing was like 15 years earlier, or 20 years earlier. And and uh, so I fill it all out, and it's like $900. I have to pay $900 for this, for this, to put this form in. But just that day, it had been reduced to $200. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And he says, oh, this is interesting. I've never seen this in government before. It's been reduced to 200 I happen to have exactly $200 in my pocket that day. So I take out the 200 pay him. And he says, okay, um, would you like to come for an interview today? <laughs> I said, okay. Fiona's with me this whole time, so she can verify this story. So we go back in the room, and he says, hi, how are you? Well, I just want to say we're really glad that you're going to be coming into Canada. And so he's talking to me. And at this whole time, I haven't noticed that he's been looking down at my keychain. And he says, he says, oh, um, that's the picture of a, of a great Sikh master. It's a picture of a shape. 
And I says, yeah, that's, that's my master. He says, oh, I know about a jabe. He wasn't an initiate. He says, I know about a jabe. He says, well, I, and he looks at me like this. He pulls up and he looks right in my eyes. And it was just like a jabe looking in my eyes. And he said, I guess we call this satsang. <laughs> so I walk out of there and I'm just like, no, I'm high as a kite. I mean, he's like, oh, God, this is incredible. This is unbelievable. I'm trying to explain it to Fiona. But, you know, I'm just like, I figure I might as well go for the full ride, you know. So I go in and say, I say, um, I like to get my care card and I'd like to get my social insurance. Is that possible? And they say, okay, go here. We'll call this guy up. So I go to social insurance. They actually make it a social insurance card. Two hours later, I have my social insurance card. And then I go to the, um, get my care card and the, the care card guy, he says, oh, no, I'm sorry, we can't accept your identification. And the guy who gave me the identification said, now, when you get there, if he tells you not to take it, you tell them that, uh, to get his name and that you need to give it to me because he missed, he missed, the, um, he missed the meeting we had this morning. <laughs> so the guy, he says to me, I says, well, you know, you know, I have to take your name because you missed the meeting this morning. He says, oh, just give me that. It's okay. And I gives me my care card. So in, in one day, I go from having my application completely thrown out to being in Canada. So I guess, well, that's where I'm supposed to be. So I'm here. So it's, it's the, love of, the love of the Master is, um, it never stops. And, you know, it's, I have the, had the great fortune of the times that I've been with Sanchi, not that many times, not, not that many interviews, of every time I've been with him, he's rebuked me. And uh, it was nice to hear that, that I wasn't the only one. Because <laughs> we kind of feel like maybe that's we're the only one. I can remember the, the best one was I was sitting with my wife, Yola, at the time, and some of you might have known Yola. She was quite a character. And uh, she had a whole way of being in, on this path that was amazing. And um, I was doing everything I could, getting up in the morning, doing all these sadhanas, you know, everything, just perfect. Sitting in front of Sanchi, and she's been doing nothing. He looks at her and says, you're progressing really well. You're doing a great job on the path. Then he looks at me and says, I want you to start doing a daily diary. Every day, you're falling back. <laughs> so, so I just realized that all these sadhanas that we, we try to do, what I realized is that they're just impossible. We don't do them. I don't do them. The Master does them for me. So what I would like actually is uh, together, if we could sing a bhajan. I'm terrible at singing bhajans, even though Kent Bicknell and I were actually in prep school together in the double quartet, <laughs> believe it or not. But there's a satsang that I um, sang in Mexico one time because I was at Samantha Santis, and all these people are around the bonfire, so it would be nice to be around the bonfire again. And they were asking everybody to sing a song, and I sang my f feeble parts of of Joe Mongay, and um, they all stopped and they looked at me and said, oh, that must be 
a song from a great saint. So I'd love us to all sing that together. It's a, and I think it, it reads, the, the Lord will give you everything you need, whatever you ask. 174. Oh, 
whatever is asked from him. He has spread his powers in four directions and put his hand on my head. Looking with gracious eyes, he has removed the pain of his servant. Master, who is the Lord, protects his people, himself, removing all the bad qualities, the compassionate and the forgiving one embraces me. The Lord gives whatever is asked from him. Whatever Nanuk the servant speaks from his mouth becomes true here and hereafter. So go with a, go with a, go with a loving heart. My heart's been rebuilt a couple times right now, and I'll tell you, it's great to have a loving heart. Um, just one sentence about the book, um, Love, Light, and Life. I spoke to Princess Cuckoo's daughter, and she shared with me a really beautiful story that her mother had been requested by Master Kripal to write the book, and she didn't feel confident with writing a book. And after Master Kripal left the body, she didn't do anything about it. And then one day when she was meditating... Master Kripal appeared to her and said, what's happening with the book? And she said, I don't feel competent to write the book. And he said to her, just hold your pencil to the paper and we will write this book together. <laughs> 